Okay. Okay, 90s music. Uh, 90s music never gets old for me. Y'all, happy Friday here at the Amanda Seal Show. You know how it goes down on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah, like the Bible, how does it go down on Fridays? We hit him with black joy every hour, like bam, 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 bam. Well, it's, it's kind of more so <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, it's more like that. Like a Yara Shahidi Tinkerbell moment. Yeah. <laughs> a black Tinkerbell. Did you go see Little Mermaid? I haven't. That's on my thing to do. I have to do it. I got to support the people. We got to support the people. I mean, when we say the people, we don't mean Disney. Right. We, we mean, mean Hallie. That's right. <laughs> we mean the Davi Diggs, Noma Dumezwini. I'm excited. I see the people are crying in the theater. I saw somebody fighting in the theater. What? I did. I got to see the video on TikTok. They were showing out. And everybody's like, ooh, and I'm money back. But why would you be fighting in the theater? Child. Why don't What's there even anywhere? to be fighting about? Who knows? If you cannot go to Bell Industries, where can you go? Because that go? doesn't make any sense. Can you imagine taking your, your kids to the mermaid and they start fighting? No, I cannot. And it's the funny thing is you see Hallie in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny part of the video. Swimming along. Swimming along. You want thingamabobs? Right. I got plenty. Crazy. All right. Well, people, let's not do that. Make sure you don't do that at my showing because I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go see <laughs> it. I heard it's it. beautiful. Uh, I'm curious to see if I'm going to cry. You got to cry. I'm not sure why I would cry. I don't think Little Mermaid is like a crying kind of movie, but... I feel like maybe like nostalgia uh, yeah. mixed in with like, oh, this is a Black Mermaid. Like all the things kind of converging. I also love the ocean. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obsessed. Mm-hmm. So I think just being undadasi might do a lot. You know, there's a whole like thing with like people who are like into like mermaid thing, like mermaid costumes, and, like I guess kind of like, like Comic-Con, mm-hmm. but it's like mermaids. I'm not surprised. Humans at this point. There's a whole community. There's always a community for anything. That's why really, if you feel alone. <laughs> Start a community. If y'all are alone and you feel like nobody with me, you just got to think about what your passions are and then find out who else got those passions and you will not be alone. Because when I saw that, I said, oh, it's something for everybody. The fact that they got cheese clubs, they got complex con, they got renaissance fairs. Like yeah. you can find your people anywhere. You just got to look. You just got to look. Well, mm-hmm. when we get back, we right here, we know who our people are, the black folks. And so right. we're going to give out some stories of black joy. Let's get into it when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Remember to keep it locked and give us a call at one amanda 8 That's one 262 And share your stories of black joy. Or what did you learn this week? Hit me up. I want to know. Welcome back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Hope everybody's having a fabulous Friday, or you know, we like to call it Fry Yay. Mm-hmm. And it is time for a story of Black Joy. All right, let's get into it, Amanda. So, you know, last week we did lose Tina Turner. The She's legend. your private dancer. <laughs> Dancing for money. Do what you want me to do. She's she's an icon. Yes. They, they, you know it, but then they start playing like music and stuff. You start seeing videos, you're like, Oh, oh, you one of a you kind. You that girl. You that girl. Yeah. So I have great news in case you guys didn't know. Over the weekend, the mayor of Tina's hometown revealed the plans to build a statue in her honor. So according to TMZ, Bill Ross Jr., the mayor of Brownsville, Tennessee, would like to have a sculpture placed in Brownsville Heritage Park, which is near the high school she actually attended as a teenager. They might do one for you one day next to Dr. Phillips. Oh, my God. Don't say that. <laughs> I would lose my <laughs> mind. It would be me and Wayne Brady. Together, yeah, like uh, the, the Disney and Mickey Mouse. 
No, this is really great news. You know what? I was going to say something kind of snippy and snappy <laughs> because it's Kentucky, but it's a Friday. And so I'm going to keep it all on the up and up. And speaking of Kentucky, I mean, sorry, Tennessee. it was Tennessee. And speaking of Tennessee, uh, Smartphone and Black is going to be in Nashville, Tennessee on mm-hmm. June 17th at the National Museum of African-American Studies. Sorry, National Museum of African-American Music. Mm-hmm. And it's a free show that I'm gifting to the city of Nashville. And though the tickets have already run out in terms of people signing up to get their free tickets, y'all can watch it. Y'all can watch the live stream of the shows, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. on June 17th at Amanda Seals TV on YouTube. So mark your calendars and also go over there to YouTube, Amanda Seals TV, and subscribe yeah. so that you can get the alert, the notice. Make it an event. You know what I'm saying? Some well, people, a whole party situation. A whole party, you a know? Screening. Yes, a screening. I know some people are like, mm, I don't really want to be out there like that. Or maybe like you did your Juneteenth stuff on Friday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, now here's something you can enjoy in the house and still feel like you're there. Because people love to be like, oh, Amanda, I wish you came to my city. Oh, Amanda, I missed you last yeah. time. Now you got it. Now ain't no excuse. No excuse. You can watch on your phone. Yes. On the iPad. Yes. On the iPod. All the <laughs> On the iPod. <laughs> Whoa. Let's take it back. On the computadora. <laughs> you can, you can, uh, what's the word? You can stream it to your TV. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. Technology. We Technology. Love we love it. And we love that we get the opportunity to share these two shows with y'all worldwide. This is the first free yes, ever free show. Yes, it is. Show. This is the first ever free show. It's also the first ever live stream. Oh, not this history-making moment on Juneteenth. Yeah, man. Okay. All right now. So look out for that and uh, look out for the uh, Tina Turner statue. I'm so mm-hmm. curious what Tina they're going to make into a statue. They got the one when she rolling down a river with the shakes, with the whole little front. That's hard to capture though. I was also, it's like, the skirt is short. It is short. And Tennessee is very conservative. They're going to put her in a pantsuit. <laughs> A Hillary Clinton you, pantsuit. They're going to put her in the pantsuit she wore to court. Uh, you know what? <laughs> to say, I'm yelling, yes. That's what they're going to do. I'm not mad at that either. Tina was flying in everything. Her. All right. Well, we are here at the Amanda Seal Show. We're not flying everything, but we definitely do our best. And make sure you keep it locked to find out if we successfully do so. <laughs> we'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's a Friday, Friday. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. We are also joined by our engineer, Supreme. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? We up, we up, we up. Now, y'all know anytime we talk about kids and parenting, <laughs> <laughs> we always bring in Supreme. Uh, I'm going to put a baby crying about- sound effect in my background. <laughs> <laughs> Go change that diaper. Go change that diaper. Now, Supreme, we were talking about how people don't want to bring their kids to see. Little Mermaid because their sons particularly they're right their sons because they're saying it's too girly, uh, which we feel like is just some BS, right? Like if your son said he wanted to see, well, first of all, you have a nineteen year old. I have a nineteen year old and a seven year old. He'll be eight and on June eleventh. Yeah, D- does he want to go see the Little Mermaid? He did want to go see the Little Mermaid. He did go see the Little Mermaid. As a matter of fact, he did. Did you feel some type of way? I didn't, I didn't, no, 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 I didn't, I thought about it, like, did I, have I ever seen The Little Mermaid, because I don't, like, I've seen, I saw The Little Mermaid when I was over at my cousin's house, but it didn't really resonate with me like that, I didn't see what the big deal was about The Little Mermaid like that, it just didn't resonate with me. But I feel, I feel like it's a different time though. Right. Like those were animated films, and I do feel like that was a different time, but now it's like things are so much more worldly like i feel like kids are hearing about things in such a more like uh topical way and like you said like it's live action and the first black little mermaid i think that's part of it too it's like oh it's 
fish. Did he like it? Yeah, I mean, he he likes all stuff like that. So it it doesn't really matter if it's somebody singing, dancing, all that type of stuff he likes. But he goes crazy over Sonic. Like, Sonic is his guy. So, you know, it's it's all in the same neighborhood. Now, what are some things, because we feel like this was like nonsense that people were like, we shouldn't bring our children to this. But what are some things parents should actually be worried about teaching their sons? This is a big one. I think you should be worried about um, morals. Mm -hmm. I think you should be worried about, you know, telling the truth. I think telling the truth is the biggest thing that you should teach all children (laughs) is just telling the truth, whether it's sons or daughters, but telling the truth. Mm. I mean, we were were talking about that earlier in the show, (laughs) just about the whole, like, when it's time to tell your friends the truth, when it's time to tell your kids the truth. I mean, so my next door neighbor, like I get their daughter is like brilliant. And so I got these kids books. And it's uh, a kid's guide to feminism, a kid's guide to empathy, and a kid's guide to systemic racism. Mm -hmm. Uh, When do you feel like it's, is it ever too early to teach your kids about racism? I think you got to drop gems on them when they're young. Now, no, I don't ever think you're too young because that's pretty much a survival skill, being able to survive racism. Mm -hmm. How does the truth end up getting shared? Like, what kind of filter system do you have to put the truth through when you're talking to your kids? Uh, it depends. Like, I don't expose my, well, the internet, like if you let your kids get on the internet, you're going to get all kinds of questions. So do you remember any questions that you had to like really struggle with? How do I answer this? Not really. No, not really. Not really. Not really. Not, not anything I can think of off of the top of my head. That's a good question though, because I really got to think about that. What about 19 year olds? My 19-year-old, no. You know what? My 19-year-old saw that movie, Two Girls, One Cup. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and that was, like, traumatic. I had to really, that like, he, I had to sit down and talk to him about that. Like, that's not right, son. Can like, you sit down and talk to me about that? Yo. I will never be able to see that. Why'd you bring that back to my consciousness? Yeah, like, somebody was sharing that at the school, and he ended up seeing it. And I'm like, nah, that ain't it, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it at all. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it. Well, I wonder what what was his line of questioning? Like, Dad, like, is this really a thing? Nah, he was just like, I saw the video, and what were they doing with that? And then it was bad. Here was the worst part about it. I had to show my mom the video for her to understand what he was even talking about, what he saw. Oh so it's like <laughs> this is generational trauma now. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I think um, you're right though. The honesty thing, especially in this day and age where people Mm -hmm. just be lying. Absolutely. Do you feel like um, the honesty thing is shared amongst like his peers or do you feel like he's like standing, they're standing out? No, (laughs) no. Uh, I feel like, you know, that's the main problem with kids today is they're influenced by other people who aren't being raised with any type of morality or any type of standards at all like no standards uh, um, we'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show. show we up we up we up okay now since got something important to say allow me to reintroduce myself in a public seals announcement on the Amanda Seals show dear black people Juneteenth is our day You don't have to feel any kind of way about white people not being included in Juneteenth because they are included in Juneteenth as the descendants of enslavers. 
But Juneteenth should be about unity. Why? This country is not about unity. Juneteenth is an American holiday. If you're not going to teach true history in American schools, then don't come trying to take black holidays and call them American holidays. The point is, is that black folks can be all right celebrating a day for black folks without feeling like we have to include other folks. I don't see Christians spinning dreidels for Hanukkah ads. Now, before I finish, let me just say, I did not come here to show out. did not come here to impress you. Because to tell you the truth, when I leave here, I'm gone. And I don't care what you think about me. But just remember, when it hits the fan, brother, whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that. The Amanda Seal Show. Lie to you, Jack. Pick up the phone and dab. What's up, y'all? It's Amanda Seals. And Jeremy, like the Bible. And you've reached the, the Amanda, Amanda Seals Show. We love hearing your opinions on the things we discuss. And that's why we love when you give us a call and speak your mind. You know what to do with the beep. Leave that message. Hi, Amanda and Jeremiah, like the Bible. Amanda, you asked us to talk about what we want our politicians to advocate for. For me, the important things are voting rights, protecting our voting rights, prioritizing the environment, concerns over business interests, and education, divorcing it from district taxation and a portion in the education funding as it needs to go to the various districts. And also very important to me is term limits on all elected officials and those appointed by elected officials. The Supreme Court is a hot mess. Thanks for your show. I really enjoy it. I spend the whole time trying to hear which accent she have, you know. <laughs> I spend the whole time saying, well, is that, that song like it could be a Jamaican, but it also, you know, so oftentimes like it's very clear mm-hmm. what the accent is, except when the person is speaking like they're a customer service agent. <laughs> She put a radio voice on. Yeah, because like my mom, when she be on her like radio voice, mm-hmm. you're like, are you Jamaican? You sound like a customer service agent at Air Jamaica right now. <laughs> I can't tell. But I agree with her. And I think mm-hmm. the turn limits one is <sighs> crazy because I don't know if she's from Grenada, but in Grenada, we had more um, Keith Mitchell for like 35 years. God dang. That's somebody whole lifetime. He's a dictator. <laughs> I mean, at that point. And by the way, like my grandfather used to take him to school. So I'm just like, I feel like I'm a part of the whackness. I like what she said about the uh, the school thing situation, about like the, taking the money from like, you know, who gets like what as far as school is concerned, because that kind of just reinforces the haves and the have nots. Like One million percent. Like if you're in a community that doesn't have high taxes, your schools aren't as good. You don't have research. You don't have the good, great, better teachers. I mean, they literally did that for the purpose of. Having and have nots. Right, right, Like that was absolutely associated with the Mm. idea of separate but equal. So yeah, we got to get that together. I agree. And thank you so much for following instructions because (laughs) I've been asking folks, please call me in and tell me what you would want in a candidate, right? Because we have Marianne Williamson who is running running for president. She was on Small Doses. We did the interview already. I haven't aired it yet. But- you know, she was talking about and on her website. She has like all her different plans of what she wants to do and, you know, where she, where her head is at with things. And I think for a lot of folks, like they have the idea about what they want a president or a lawmaker to do, but they don't do the work of actually going to see if who's actually about that, who's mm-hmm. actually doing it. Um, and so I want us to help. I want to get I want to gather from you guys like what you're interested in. And then I want to help connect the dots for some folks and be able to tell you, OK, well, this kind of is about this and this candidate is about that. So, Jeremiah, I feel like we should low key start like a chart. <laughs> OK, mm-hmm. start a chart. So, you know, 
If we get enough calls, we will we will make we'll this happen. Yeah, we'll start the chart. All right. Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seals Show. We got more for you on this Friday, Friday. Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this up. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seals Show. here with Jeremiah like the Bible That's right. and we've got a great show for you you know we always have to get into some Af- uh, we always have to get into some stories of black joy mm-hmm. we got the black spin later on That's right. you of course are going to tell us about the people versus and I got to hit y'all with my things I learned this week all that is coming up today alright so make sure you keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals show we are going to get into a story of black joy when we get right back pick up the phone and dab. what's up y'all it's Amanda Seals and Jeremiah like the Bible and you've reached the, the Amanda, Amanda Seals show Show. We love hearing your opinions on the things we discuss, and that's why we love when you give us a call and speak your mind. You know what to do with the beep. Leave that message. Hi, Amanda. I'm listening to your show, and I enjoy it. Um, but I think the question would be, what would it take for you to change your mind and switch from a Democratic voter to a Republican voter? What would the candidate have to have, and what would he have to say in order for you to switch over? Would it be a color thing if it was a black candidate running as a Republican, as Tim Scott is running now? Or would it be something that he would have to convince you that he would do for the community or something that he would convince that he would do directly for black individuals? The TV, the news can show you anything to look at, but you need to know what to look for in order to have an educated estimate on who's going to win and why you should vote for that person. Please enjoy the rest of your day. I'm just listening. Because like, <laughs> he was he was going somewhere and then he showed himself. OK, because the TV is not what's telling me about Republicans. Republicans are telling me about Republicans. I don't get my news from a news person. I'm literally here doing politicians say the darndest things and doing this radio show every day. Um, and no, color is absolutely not a definitive reason for why somebody should be voted for. Again, I bring up Clarence Thomas. Again, I bring up Tim Scott. Again, I bring up this Byron fool down in or in Florida and Orlando. Ultimately, uh, when he said, what is something that a Republican would have to have like for me to change my mind? Well, mm-hmm. let's start with morals. <laughs> let's start with morals. You know, this is the thing. So we have... Two parties mm-hmm. that already is a problematic system, but we have two parties. And at present, the Republican Party has very clearly said in no uncertain terms that they are going to vote as a part. They're going to work as a party. Right. And they have a party line that they are towing. Mm-hmm. And that party line has hitched its wagon to white supremacy. Yes. It's hitched its wagon to Christian nationalism. Yes. It's hitched its wagon to racism. Yes. On a consistent basis, it has also hitched its wagon to corporate um, wealth, wealth, and to the realities of the people being of no concern to them. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are not just like individual candidates, like or individual uh, representatives or senators or whatever. Like those are the parties. Also, lack of gun control. Lack of gun. The, the <laughs> list goes on and on, yes. right? 
So when you look at the Democratic Party, you absolutely have Democrats who are very much aligned with this corporate BS. You have Democrats who are very centrist and really just trying to hold on to the few white people they got without, you know, pissing them off and actually giving things to, to people that they need. But the Republicans, we you have up, a progressive up, realm within the Democrat Party of people who are very actively saying, we understand how government works. We also know what the people need and we are working to use government to get the people what they need. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you cannot demonstrate that, what are we even talking about party wise? Right. I don't vote for those people. I'm not supporting those people because they're Democrats. I'm supporting those people because they are actively showing with their actions and their words, demonstrating what I believe government should do, which is create a better place for its constituencies who are literally paying taxes to the government. Well said. But I'm Keep it like right here, the Amanda Seals show. Welcome back y'all. This is the Amanda Seals show. I am Amanda Seals here and it is time for Jeremiah, like the Bible and the people versus. Woo. Happy Friday, y'all. Happy Friday. Today's people versus is people, the people versus none other than Lizzo. Oh, really? Yes. Lizzo is over, y'all. Lizzo. What? It might be Lizzo versus the people at this point. I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. Because <laughs> Lizzo went went crazy over on Twitter, you know. Sometimes you can see a Twitter bag and you're like, I'm just going to get this off my chest. So she said... Y'all don't know how close I be to giving up on everyone and quitting and enjoying my money and my man on an effing farm. Cardi said the same thing once. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) She said the love definitely does not outweigh the hate on social media all because I'm fat. This is crazy. In all caps, I hate it here. Then she went on to basically say that every time she logs into the internet, there's someone basically berating her about her. Her weight, like there was a tweet that came out that someone's of Elizabeth performing in her in her um tour, and they said, "How is Lizzo still this fat when she's constantly moving this much on stage? I wonder what she must be eating." So <laughs> that's literally what she um is responding to, but not just that. A, a, a slew of that she says she sees on her timeline every single day. People calling her fat or just talking about her weight, her body in general. And she wanted to clarify this for y'all. She said, also, to the people who haven't had an original thought (laughs) or fresh air in years, being fat isn't my brand. Being fat is what my body looks like. That's it. That's all. My brand is feel-good music. My brand is championing all people. My brand is black girl liberation. It's definitely a part of her brand. Cut it out. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. I don't know. She literally did a whole TV show about being big girls and loving your body. Right, right. But I think people reduced her to that. If that I guess that's more so her point. Fair. Like, Absolutely That's fair. all she is. She's no, no, no. Just, that's not. She's no. just a, a fat girl who plays the, uh, the flute. The flute. And she's, she's more than that. Absolutely. Um, so when it comes to people versus Lizzo. Uh-huh. Or Lizzo versus the people. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't know if this is the people versus Lizzo. <laughs> Well, I think it started up, it's more so her response to the people. Because I do get on the internet a lot of times and people are always talking about Lizzo in some shape or form, whether it's her music, whether it's her body. It's like, y'all are never happy with Lizzo. There's always... Why? Lizzo doesn't make music. She seems to me like one of those artists where it's like, you have to find a reason to have a problem. She even wanted to say people, some people are like, your music is corny, you know, you're going to make music for white people. It's always something. And so I think she's had it with y'all, which is why she's going to that farm with her man. And shout out to her man, Mike. (laughs) He's a comic. You know her man? Yeah. Her man is a a master black expert. Her man did Smart Funny in Black in our first year in 2006. 
2016, Mike Wright. Shout out to Mike. He also did Smart Funny in Black when we did a special Christmas. Uh, we did a special Christmas show at the at the end of 2018 at the Roxy. Very cool dude. Smart. Great comedian. I don't know if he still does stand up, but he was really good. Well, you can't do stand up from a farm. I don't think you can. I mean, maybe Dave Chappelle was doing stand up on the farm during the whole <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> so what is your final verdict? And my verdict when it comes to Lizzo versus the people, the people versus Lizzo. Y'all leave Lizzo alone. Yes, that's. Cr- I am with Lizzo on this because people just want something to do. And instead of going out and hiking. They on the internet talking about people. Because I think you had this conversation a lot where people feel like um, they could just. Just because you're in the public eye, that gives you a free pass to talk about people crazy, like they aren't actual people. And for what is right, whether you're an artist, whether you're an individual, no one wants to be scrutinized or de- degraded or ripped apart about just who they are for no for no reason. Well, the other thing is that the people who are doing this are, are also not being scrutinized or ripped apart. Right, right, right. It'd be different if it's like, well, we both in the same <laughs> situation. Shady. But nah, you not getting scrutinized mm. and, and ripped apart, at least not by strangers. So unless you are in the pen... Unless you in the Bing and you dealing with CEOs and you like, well, I'm dealing with that with CEOs. I'm like, okay, touche. And to your point earlier, Lizzo be over there making her music. I'm just saying. Minding her business. I mean, she is talking a lot more about like social justice issues, which mm-hmm. I love because she is somebody who has a huge platform. But they're not even coming to her about that. Right, right. Y'all find something to do because right. Lizzo's busy. Busy on tour. And in love. On her farm. <laughs> and we love it for her. Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back with more. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Things I learned this week. There's a lot you can learn from this. What's up, y'all? This is the Amanda Seal Show, and you're back for another Black Joint Friday. This is your boy, Jeremy, like the Bible, joined by Amanda Seals. And Amanda, it's now that time. That time you hit us with the things you learned this week. Yes, yes, y'all. It is time to get into things I learned this week. All right. So first off, uh, y'all know I am a big fan of animals. Mm-hmm. And I learned that um, Romans used to create tombs for their dogs okay. and gave them epitaphs to remember them by. And I don't, I just didn't realize that like animals are being domesticated that far back. Right. And to that extent. And, um, so they translated like an inscription, like from an excavation and Mm -hmm. it read, I am in tears while carrying you to your last resting place. As much as I rejoiced when bringing you home with my own hands 15 years ago. Oh, and you know, we're both dog owners. Yeah. So that definitely hit me like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Speaking of animals, did you? Okay. So my homeboy had shared a video on his page of like these people who found a possum, like mm-hmm. living under, basically there was like a pipe or something like a thick, like a big pipe that somehow like came up the middle of their home, like under their um, kitchen Island mm-hmm. and a possum had like made a nest under the kitchen Island and oh, had like, God. had like eight, eight babies. And so people were in the comments like, get it out of here. It can have the whole place. But I wanted to share with y'all, possums are actually like really remarkable creatures. They're not vermin. They are not rats. I know that they may look, you know, like it. Yes, but they actually are really great animals to have around because they like all the things that humans don't like. They like mosquitoes. They um, They like mosquitoes. They like vermin. They like bugs. And they are able to withstand up to 80 rattlesnake or coral snake bites. What? Yes. 
Yes. And that's why their antidote is made from possum blood. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. They are the reason why there is an antidote for coral snakes and rattlesnakes, which are incredibly poisonous snakes. So they don't even get rabies. And y'all love to be like, this possum is a... No, that's raccoons. Oh, yeah. They don't get rabies. They eat ticks. They are your friend. Okay. It's be my friend from over there, though. On <laughs> the other side of the street. <laughs> the other thing I learned this week is that um, there's a Dutch Caribbean island, Bonaire, that could sue its colonizer for not protecting them from the climate crisis. Really? So they're trying to sue the Netherlands for violating their human rights. And they're, so Bonaire is a Caribbean island 50 miles north of Venezuela. They are threatening to sue the Netherlands because they're saying the government added to global carbon emissions and is not protecting them from the effects of the climate crisis. Get your check. Let me tell you, I love this because, of course, it's like we still got to be colonized. All right. Well, this is how we're right. going to do this. Colonies were so like 1500s. But like that. how like where do you even <laughs> like what court do you go to? But essentially they have been a Dutch special municipality. OK, so that's like mm-hmm, exactly since 2010. But the Netherlands history goes way back, mm-hmm. way back in the Caribbean. And the government has since apologized for enslaving people. <laughs> In Curacao, Aruba, St. Martin, St. Eustatius, <laughs> and Saba. But I think this is really fabulous because um, it's just fascinating and I didn't even know you could do that. So look that up on Al Jazeera Plus. And those are my things I learned this week. I learned those things too because I know none of that. I love when y'all call me up and tell me about the things that you have learned this week. So hit me up, 1855-AMANDA8. That's 1855-AMANDA8. I'm going to start promoting this on my Instagram because I'm not playing around with y'all. <laughs> I'm not. I want to hear it. I know y'all learning. I know y'all learning. I know I'm teaching y'all some of the stuff you're learning. Also, while you're at it, why don't you go over there to YouTube, Man Seals TV, and subscribe because we are over there doing really great content and I know that you're going to love it. All right. Keep it locked. It's the Amanda Seals Show. We are more. We have more Friday, Friday fun for you, so don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Pick up the phone and dab. It's Amanda Seals. And Jeremiah like the Bible. And you've reached the, the Amanda, Amanda Seals Show. We love hearing your opinions on the things we discuss. And that's why we love when you give us a call and speak your mind. You know what to do with the beep. Leave that message. Hi, Amanda. I'm listening to your show and I enjoy it. Um, but I think the question would be, what would it take for you to change your mind and switch from a Democratic voter to a Republican voter? What would the candidate have to have and what would he have to say in order for you to switch over? Would it be a color thing if it was a black candidate running as a Republican, <laughs> as Tim Scott is running now? Or would it be something that he would have to convince you that he would do for the community or something that he would convince that he would do directly for black individuals? The TV, the news can show you anything to look at, but you need to know what to look for in order to have an educated estimate on who's going to win and why you should vote for that person please enjoy the rest of your day i'm just listening (laughs) because he was he was going somewhere and then he showed himself okay because the tv is not what's telling me about republicans republicans are telling me about republicans i don't get my news from a news person i'm literally here doing politicians say the darndest things and doing this radio show every day 
Um, and no, color is absolutely not a definitive reason for why somebody should be voted for. Again, I bring up Clarence Thomas. Again, I bring up Tim Scott. Again, I bring up this Byron fool down in or in Florida and Orlando. Ultimately, uh, when he said, what is something that a Republican would have to have like for me to change my mind? Well, mm-hmm. let's start with morals. <laughs> let's start with morals. You know, this is the thing. So we have two parties Mm -hmm. that already is a problematic system, but we have two parties. And at present, the Republican Party has very clearly said in no uncertain terms that they are going to vote as a part. They're going to work as a party. Right. And they have a party line that they are towing. Mm -hmm. And that party line has hitched its wagon to white supremacy. Yes. It's hitched its wagon to Christian nationalism. Yes. It's hitched its wagon to racism. Yes. On a consistent basis, it has also hitched its wagon to corporate um, wealth wealth, and to the realities of the people being of no concern to them. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are not just like individual candidates like or individual uh, representatives or senators or whatever. Like those are the parties. Also lack of gun control. Lack of gun. The, the <laughs> list goes on and on. Yes. Right. So when you look at the Democratic Party, you absolutely have Democrats who are very much aligned with this corporate BS. Mm -hmm. You have Democrats who are very centrist and really just trying to hold on to the few white people they got without, you know, pissing them off and actually giving things to to people that they need. Mm -hmm. But unlike the Republicans, you have a progressive realm within the Democrat Party of people who are very actively saying we understand how government works. We also know what the people need and we are working to use government to get the people what they need. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you cannot demonstrate that, what are we even talking about party wise? Right. I don't vote for those people. I'm not supporting those people because they're Democrats. I'm supporting those people because they are actively showing with their actions and their words, demonstrating what I believe government should do which is create a better place for its constituencies who are literally paying taxes to the government. Well said. Ba-dum-ba. Keep it like right here, The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the I'm good. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah, like the Bible. Yes. Um, I am loving Fridays. Okay. Uh, I'm distracted right now because someone texted me. Like, I hate when I'm doing this show and then someone will text me and it's like, the text is so long that I feel like I have to like actually read it. And I know, no, I need to focus. Like, what is this essay? I need to focus. Uh, this is another Friday. I just want y'all to know that we really really stick to these Fridays because we feel like it's important to have like a break and just have like some good news all day. And we had a caller earlier this week who was like, thank y'all for Friday. 
Because people need it. People mm-hmm. need it. I think even like in this age of social media, you know, negativity spreads faster than, yes. than joy and positive things. You got to kind of like go find the joy a lot of times. Seek it out. Mm-hmm. You have to Seek. curate it on your feed. And it's really wild. You, you definitely do. You have to curate it on your feed. Well, we love that you all are curating us and your feed. And <laughs> yeah. yes, you're curating us. And you're listening to us wherever you get your podcast as well. When we get back, we're going to get into yet another story of Black Joy. Don't go anywhere. Remember to give us a call. one 855 8 That's one 855 This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time for... A Story of Black Joy. Now, Amanda, mm-hmm. I know you got a lot of jobs. You got a I lot do. of jobs. I do. But apparently 28-year-old Dr. Eli Johnson, oh, I'm sorry, Eli Joseph, is the youngest black instructor to teach simultaneously at three prestigious universities, including your alma mater, Columbia University, NYU, and UCLA. And this year, he actually gave a ceremonial speech to the class of 2023 graduates from the School of Professional Studies at both Columbia and NYU. Aren't those rival schools? Columbia and NYU, yes, is a rival school, but I just be feeling like y'all just be coming up with these like random <laughs> black titles of greatness. The youngest <laughs> black instructor to teach simultaneously at three prestigious. I mean, it is, it's a feat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a feat. But I don't like first black and I don't like youngest black. I'm the youngest black person to ever co-host the Amanda Seals show. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> At 28 years old. Ah. Check that out. But I will say, despite the accomplishment, Dr. Joseph also is no stranger to, you know, rejection. So apparently he was, he was turned down by more than 1,500 employers, 30 colleges, and seven, 75 scholarship foundations. When he was 15? Like, what? when? How how did he have time to fail that much? Yeah, time. When you, on the, when you on the road to becoming the youngest... You got time to be rejected. How old? He's 28. Mm -hmm. He said in 2012, he received a letter of rejection from Columbia. And now he serves as an associate faculty in the Applied Analytics Program at Columbia School of Professional Studies. I mean, listen, if you first you don't succeed. Pick yourself up and try again. Dust yourself off and try again. You got to. We love the story of resilience now. We do. And ultimately, you... A lot of times when you start something, you're not even really sure why you're doing it. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes that ends up being the reason why, like, you're not getting the results that you want. And then Mm -hmm. as you continue to stick with it and develop even more intention, you're like, oh, this is a better way for me to do this and represent Mm -hmm. myself. And you'll find success. So I would love to hear what the pivot was that he think happened that made him be able to turn the corner from all that failure. Mm -hmm. Because... And also going back to Columbia and actually teaching. 1,500 employers? Like, where are y'all doing this math? That's too much. You know what? You can honestly apply a lot of jobs. Jeremiah, cut you, it out. I probably don't apply to, I ain't probably, 1,500 is a lot. <laughs> well, shout out to Columbia <laughs> University. That is my alma mater and uh, has produced a lot of great folks. When you're going to teach, you know, uh, three classes, your three courses. It's not my, <laughs> it's not my ministry. <laughs> it's not my ministry. Y'all, our ministry is to continue to bring you all joy here at the Amanda Seal Show. We're going to keep that promise. So don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's a Friday, Friday. It's a fun day. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we like to do on fun days, we like to play games. We do, we do. And you know, I love the raps. Yeah, we got to bring back hot bars, Amanda. Last I really like playing this last week. You did enjoy uh, playing it. So, you know, we got some more hot bars for you this week. I'm excited to see (laughs) whether you rank with these. Okay, so how does the game work again? So how it works is you're going to read some bars that I've prepared for you. I've gone through the crates and put some bars out. And you're going to rank them 
as far as temperature. How hot are they or how cold are they? Because, you know, sometimes the bars don't be hitting. Mild Tostito Salsa. <laughs> right. But they're all anonymous. So you have to give you a rating first. Okay. And I'll tell you who the lyricist is behind the bar. Okay. So we're going to do the first two? The first two. Okay. Do it like a ball player where you see me ball at. Stacks tall as ball players from the stage to the air. Whether in Miami, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, or the Riverdale, Arizona, California, make it rain anywhere. Ugh. <laughs> You're not feeling the bar. I'm not feeling this bar. Because you said do it like a ball player, but then you didn't like tell us like in what like what that really means. How do they do it? Yeah. Right. Then you then you're talking about where you see me ball at. Okay. So you're basically you're just letting us know that you've got money. Mm-hmm. You stacks tall as ball players. You just said ball player <laughs> in the last bar. You just said ball player. So why are we saying ball players again? Like you could have chosen so many other ways to illuminate stacks being tall within the same realm of ball player. It like rhymes. it could be it rhymes. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't cuz it's not even rhyming at the end of the bar. The the end of the bar doesn't even rhyme with at. And then the next bar, Riverdale doesn't even rhyme with the first couplet of at. So it's just weird. Like stacks tall as ball players. You could have said like stacks tall stacks up to the rim. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. stacks tall as Iguodala. Like you could have said so many You could have pushed it a little bit more. Yeah, Stacks Tall is Just pick a tall ball player. Right. Stacks Tall is Durant. Stacks Tall is LeBron. Like, there's so many. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Then he just lists places. <laughs> International. <laughs> and it's like weird that he goes Miami, Cincinnati, or the Riverdale. Also, the Riverdale. Yeah. Why is it the? It's not the Bronx. <laughs> and it's also weird to me that he did, like, this is just nitpicky, but why you did cities and states? Yeah, there's no cohesion. Cohesion. Whether in Miami, Cincinnati, or the Riverdale, Arizona, California, make it rain anywhere. Also, like, that's just not that big of an expanse that you named. Arizona, California, like, it's the same time zone unless it's daylight savings because Arizona doesn't do late savings. Anyways, I'm not impressed. And I'm going to give this, like I said, a mild Tostito salsa. (laughs) We'd like to know who it is. Sure. It is T.I. himself down in Atlanta. What song is this on? Um, Big Poppin'. Big Things Poppin'. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was when he was really still rapping, too. Mm-hmm. He was rapping on that album. I told you it was late during that, that studio session. He said, listen, we got to. I like my beat down low <laughs> and my drop laid back. See me riding 50 foes with the salmon. Yeah, he was rapping then. Yeah. Okay. Well. Let's hit another one. Let's see. How how does the next one stand up to the ball play? We're playing a game of hot bars. Let's see what this next lyric is on the scale of cold to hot. Then I ball like Spalding. Oh, I see we're staying in the (laughs) The basketball. Then I ball like Spalding. Can't call my bluff when the is my calling. Won't duck, bitch. I'm all in. It's a brand new day, new pace, light jogging. See, I like this. First of all, I like it because it has cadence. Okay. Okay. You can hear it. You can hear the cadence and they're writing as if there is a beat playing. Sometimes I'd be like, did y'all know there was a beat playing? <laughs> um, then I ball like Spalding. Can't call my blood when it's in my calling. Won't, I'm all in. I'm a brand new day, new pace, light jogging. And this sounds also, this sounds like Meek Mill. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like it's hella clever or anything. But it's just, 
it, I like the flow and I'm sure it's in the midst of others. What's the, how hot is it? Um, I'm going to give this a Thai restaurant, fring, <laughs> Thai, a Thai restaurant, um, wings fried hard, hot. Okay. Okay. Well, it was not McMill. This is the young female rapper out of Florida, Dolce. Oh, wow. She's new to the block, you know, this nice. is her song, Crazy. All right, Dolce. Mm-hmm. We love it. I love this game. Can we keep playing? We keep playing. I got some more bars for you in the, in the, in the bag. All right. All right. Well, we got that when we get back right back here to the Amanda Seal show. It's a Friday, Friday. We playing games, y'all. Stick around. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's a Friday, Friday. I'm Amanda Seals here with Share my like the Bible. And of course, you know, Fridays we are all about just keeping it light, keeping it uplifting. And so why not play a game? Now, the game yes. that we're in the middle of playing is Hot Bars, where I judge bars that your man's Jeremiah Like the Bible has selected based on their hotness. Y'all know I'm a hip-hop connoisseur. I don't really get to talk about music as much as I would love to, so this lets me go with my little music bag. Yes, yes. So I got some more bars for you. Okay. So you ready for the first one? Yes. All right, let's 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 hear it. I ain't trying to send police to your rest. I'm trying to put this piece to your chest. Oh, wow. And you in peace with the rest. You can now release to the press. That's how G's ride from the north to the south to the east to the west. It rhymes. This is not a current rapper. This feels old school or at okay. least like not new new. Okay. Um, I ain't trying to send police to your rest because there's a certain, there was a, okay. There was a certain like uh, bluntness that we all hear in rap, but like the, the older cats I feel like would do the bluntness, mm-hmm. but still give you like raps. Right. Um, I ain't trying to send police to your rest. I'm trying to put this piece to your chest. And you in peace with the rest. I don't know what they're so upset about. Admit. They're very upset. You can release this to the press. This is how G's ride. So they're letting you know, mm-hmm. like, this right here is bottom line. Per. This feels like it could also be um, Playboy, um, Schoolboy Q, I mean. I was like, Playboy card? No, no. <laughs> Schoolboy Q. From the north... To the south, to the east, to the west. But I feel like it also actually might be a northern, like a New Yorker, because they started mm. with from the north. Okay. Context clues. I'm going to give this a, I don't know, like flavors of hot, because I have the stomach of a 65-year-old Jewish woman. <laughs> but maybe like a tamale. Okay. Hot tamale. You, lo- you like a hot tamale. Because that's like not crazy, crazy hot. Okay. Well, this is none other than fab. You know, fabulous. I told you from the north, from the and north. I told you old school, like yes, not a yes. new cat. On the song, can't deny it. Ah, that, that yes, that makes sense. But also, like in that video, he's in like a long, like he looks like so not a G <laughs> that you're like, sure, buddy, whatever. All right, I got one more for you. You ready? My whole life is leisure, gangsta lean like the pizza, Eiffel Tower or maid's towel. The feds is perched like an owl. This sounds like actual. This sounds like um. Push a T because he really, be like, yeah. Well, he just likes to show that he's like been places. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm well traveled, cosmopolitan. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always a fan of people using their raps to expand minds. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're listening to this, you're like, okay, Pisa, what is that? Now I gotta look at Pisa, Eiffel Tower. Well, you know, it's French, Hermé Towel. Um, the question is when they pronounced it, did they say Hermes or did they actually pronounce it right? And then like the feds is perched like an owl. So that's the part for me that's confusing. Okay. Like your life is leisure, but the feds are like, per- why? To me, I don't know how you live in a leisurely life while the feds are just watching you like an owl. Ooh. 
Like I just don't. I don't. Maybe it's may, maybe maybe it's Drake because it's a reference to an owl. Mm. Um, I'm gonna give this. This is just regular to me. I mean, it's cool. Like it's not bad, but it's just regular. So. I think I'm going to give it a jalapeno. A jalapeno. Okay. Like guacamole with jalapenos. And then you accidentally eat the jalapeno and you're like, oh, man. But it doesn't like ruin your meal. All right. You thought it. You said you thought it might be Pusha. Any other guesses before I tell you who it could be? Or you also said Drake. I mean, we're talking about the feds. When people talk about the feds, I mean, Jay. Jay don't really be talking about the feds like that. Nas likes to talk about the feds. Yeah, that's all I got for you. Okay. Well, the answer is actually Jay-Z. Is oh. it really? On the song BBC, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I never really hear him talking about the feds on like recent records. This is from Magna Carta Holy Grail album. Yeah, that's recent. Yeah, so. All right. They watching, so. <laughs> I mean, he's relaxed. His whole life is leisure, even while they watch. Maybe they're watching to like protect him. Maybe. I don't. I wouldn't trust the feds, but you know, <laughs> to each their own, as they say. Well, that was a fun game of hot, hot bars. bars. Did y'all think my uh, my adjudication, like, did y'all think my ratings were correct, or were y'all like upset in the car? Hit me up one eight five five man eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We're gonna check the voicemail when we get back. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. What's up, y'all? It's Amanda Seals. And Jeremiah Like the Bible. And you've reached the, the Amanda, Amanda Seals Show. We love hearing your opinions on the things we discuss. And that's why we love when you give us a call and speak your mind. You know what to do with the beep. Leave that message. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Jeremiah. I wanted to respond as a voter what I would like to see in a candidate in this upcoming election. First and foremost, I need to see somebody actually take a stand and do something to get a universal nationwide ban on all assault rifles. It's crazy, and it's because all these politicians and all these people in power are in bed with the NRA. They are all in the NRA's pocket. It needs to stop. We need universal health care. Somebody, like y'all said last week, to get the ball rolling in a conversation about reparations, to care about these things enough just to get the ball rolling, to put it on people's minds. Really excited to hear what other people have to say about about this, too. Uh, hope you all have a great day. Take care. Great day, Amanda Seals and Jeremiah, like the Bible. Um, to answer your inqu- inquiry, I love the fact that you're always promoting voting because I'm a voting rights advocate. However, yeah. I would expand that conversation if you're voting and not engaging locally in your local politics, you're only kind of doing half the job. I'm guaranteeing that wherever area these listeners are in, that your local politics needs your help. Get involved. Become a voter registrar. Help people register to vote. Get on a border commission with your city council. Uh, get in your precinct. Figure out who's doing the work in your community. Uplift them. Donate. Volunteer. Get a job with them. I don't know. But if you're voting and not engaging, you're only doing half the work. Here in Texas, you see what we're up against, and we need all hands on deck. We need all the help. We need all the voters. We need all the work being done. Thanks so much for you, what you guys do. Keep promoting voting and voter education, and we love you here at 97.9 The Box. Keep doing what you do, Mama Thanks. 
Thank you. And you know what? I do make it a point to say vote and. Right. You know, voting ain't going to solve everything, mm-hmm. uh, but it mm-hmm. is a part of the plan. Right. And we also talk about a lot about how, you know, we have people who always are on the front lines that are being our, our bullhorns for the cause. But when they out there bullhorning, they need you in the community doing the work. So yep. they, we have to work in tandem together. So yeah. maybe your role is going down to be a part of the board of commissions or canvassing or whatever it is. And that's the role you play in the movement. Like she said, we need all hands on deck. We need everybody to occupy a space. And for some people, it's not going down to do that part. They're the bullhorn. They're out on the front lines. We have to figure out what, what do I, where are my skills best served to help get us all across the finish line. That's it. Keep it locked. Right here, the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible on another Friday. It's been a beautiful Friday. It has. Uh, I mean, I love that when we do Fridays, I just feel lighter. I just feel lighter because I feel like we're not going to have, like, even if bad news happens, we're like, nope, got to get it on Monday. Do you have any plans for this weekend? This weekend, I'm going to be chilling in my new apartment. No, you're not. Oh, wait, I'm not going to be chilling in my new apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a liar. I'm be with you. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I was like the way my you know like time isn't real anymore I've just let that go like I don't know what day of the week it is this man said I'm gonna be chilling in my new apartment you know having a good time no, no. we're gonna be in Montgomery Alabama just spark my home yeah we're gonna be in Montgomery Alabama and we're going to be uh, doing a voting rights rally a doing yes, a voting yes. rights rally yes. so really uh, it's gonna be a good time we're excited about it and uh, I'm glad that we're getting the opportunity to you know, just be a part of something that actually is going to mean something. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just say this. It's very easy. No, we're not in Montgomery, Alabama. We're in Birmingham. Montgomery. It's Montgomery. Oh, I've never been to Montgomery, Alabama. People always, I think people always feel like it's Birmingham. It's Birmingham is the center, epicenter of like civil rights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think people, apparently they're also very far apart, so. Okay. I mean, there's that too. <laughs> I mean, well, well, my point, though, is that I get asked to do things mm. and sometimes it's just like, OK, like come and do this thing and, you know, collect a check or whatever. Uh, we're just going because I really am excited to be a part of something that really encourages people to vote, particularly in a, in a state like Alabama, mm. where there's so many black folks. But gerrymandering is so bad that it's going to take a real excessive commitment by black folks to change the, the situation. Right. We got to come together. Oh, hands. People all over the world. Join hands. Start a voting train. Yes, actually. <laughs> yes. We got Black Joy Story when we come back. We also got, uh, what else we got coming up? We got... Things you learned this week. That is correct! And more. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals right here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time for... A Story of Black Joy. You know, I love a good Friday Black Joy story. So we'll keep it going. There's a new sports program that just started on the campus of where? Howard University. Mm, that's where you went to college. I mean, I did go, you know, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I did go to Howard University. Hilarious. <laughs> so the U.S. Sports Camp announced that there is going to be a new Nike Girls Lacrosse Camp 
at DC's well-known HBCU, Howard University. And the school is also home to this. It's also home to the first and only collegiate all-Black women's lacrosse team in the world. Did you know that? I did not know that. I did know that. (laughs) (laughs) Because, no, honestly, when I got to Howard, I knew a girl and she had a lacrosse scholarship. I'm like, lacrosse? I'm like, also going to black schools, I'm like, I don't, I've never seen anybody play lacrosse. So to go to a black college and people, girls are there on scholarship to play lacrosse was like, oh, interesting. And they good. They got their, their little, what is it, a paddle, a wooden stick? I don't, it's a net, a net on a situation. stick. All right. It. Come on. Also, you know how we're also has like the black swim team. That's what I was about to say, yes. So we love that. We love just seeing black kids um, or young adults, I should say. And this is sponsored by Nike? Um, the, the new program. Right. It's the um, camp they're going to do for lacrosse. We love it. I mean, listen, Nike has definitely had its ups and downs when it comes to sports and we come to, and we see the, the limitations that, you know, different groups have because they're not getting access to different sports. You know that it's not just like random. Black girls in the lacrosse field? Oh. Killing them. But that's why I like this program also. Like it's for, people, for young girls between the age of 10 and 18. So like that's a good age to kind of get started, you know, get your feet wet, get your scholarship, you know, or, you know, go, do they have professional lacrosse? Yeah. They do? They have professional everything. They do. Can you go to the Olympics lacrosse? I wonder. I'm sure you can. I believe so, yes. Because they have like table tennis at the... I mean, I could be wrong, but I believe so, yes. They got table tennis. They got to have lacrosse. It's true. We need more black girls at the Olympics. We sure do. We need more black girls everywhere. everywhere. You heard it here. This is the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up, y'all? It is the Amanda Seals Show, and this is your boy, Jeremy, like the Bible. Back here for another Black Joy Friday with Amanda Seals. Now, Amanda, we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop all year long. Yes, we are. Because hip-hop is a birthday person, because... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But we got to talk about the impact of hip-hop with this section of the Black Spin. You know, we hitting them, hitting them hard. Mm -hmm. But people that don't know, like, hip-hop is a movement. It's not just songs on the radio. Absolutely not. Hip-hop has impact. Like, even I saw a video recently where a guy was talking about how... Chris Style had kind of came out and was like, they didn't really like, you know, rappers yes. talking about the their their they product. They were so wrong for that. <laughs> and once they and once rappers heard that, they stopped rapping about Chris Style. Yes, they did. <laughs> and you saw Chris Style like suffer economically because of that. Maybe it just made me think about like how how much rap really does influence culture, influences commerce. Oh my gosh, way. in a very very big way. I mean, rap even influences voting. I feel yeah. like there was a really really big. Don't get me wrong, Obama had a lot of support, mm-hmm. but I think the fact that like Jay was out here and mm-hmm. then your man's Jeezy did a whole song. <laughs> whole song. My president is black, my Lambo blue. You know, like I feel like those types of things <laughs> are not just music that's being thrown out. Mm-hmm. And people also don't understand that like hip hop is hypnotic. Yeah. So when people are talking about things within a beat that's rotating, it's like almost brainwashing to an effect in some time in some some types of ways. Like we was I was they had us in a chokehold. <laughs> Why? One name drop. And then Hypnotic came behind it. And then they was turning the Hypnotic into the the Incredible Hulk by adding a certain. Yes, it was a whole thing. Like drinks. Henny. Listen, I don't even know if black people really like Hennessy like that. They don't. It's really just that we have been indoctrinated Mm -hmm. because it's so much a part of hip hop and has been mentioned so many times at this point. But I'm like, is it really that much different than ENJ? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But I know that when we talk about hip hop and its influence, we always have to go beyond simply just the words. And we have seen just so many brands that have grown by their adjacency Mm -hmm. to hip hop. And, you know, we've seen brands 
that absolutely tried to front on it. Like, okay, Dapper Dan was taking Gucci to a whole other level. Right, right, right. Was taking Louis Vuitton to a whole other level. They didn't like it though. They didn't like it until they learned to love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Gucci got on and left left Louis Vuitton <laughs> behind. And they connected with Dapper Dan and gave him his just due. But also they copied it too at a certain point. Well, that's what ended yeah. up happening. Yeah. They copied it and then he was like, ah, ah, ah. But I also didn't know how that worked. Like, how could you get, how could, like, you use their thing mm-hmm. and then they copied their thing that you use. So it's kind of a synergistic. To yeah. me, it was more so like, us. it was like, okay, now we see where we can align. Right. Because at first I tried to friend on me, like, look what you're doing. But now you're trying to do what I they did. They had every right, though. <laughs> yeah. To be like, stop using our fabric. <laughs> you can say that. But then to go back and take the thing we did after we was made like a whole hoopla about Facts. it is, okay. So I just say, you know, I've really loved just seeing the ways hip hop has found its way into different spaces. Like, Fashion, I mean, yeah. we remember when your man's <laughs> Todd Smith, LL Cool J, was wearing a FUBU shirt in a Gap ad. What? I mean, fashion. I, I Fall think, into the gap. If you want to think about that, like fashion is a big part of hip hop too. Like the style. Oh my God. Like even I think about- Immense. When Nicki Minaj came out, you know how many girls had little pink little tracks in the back of the head? I like actually vibes. don't because I feel like that was a, a, a time when I wasn't really like around a lot of uh, young people. The young people. I said, oh, she got y'all on the show code. Really? Yes. With the uh, Chinese bangs and the pink hair. But you know what? I mean, Lil' Kim had girls doing that, mm-hmm. you know, a decade earlier. Right, right. You see the influence. But we always have to remember that, you know, when we talk about hip hop, you know, it's not just a music. It's a part of black culture, mm-hmm. particularly black American culture, even though it has a lot of influences and it has been uh, crafted, you know, by a lot of other folks that are second generation Caribbean, mm-hmm. you know, that European, et cetera, et cetera. But we just have to remember that as an aspect of black culture, it's always going to move us. Yeah. I wrote a whole thesis called Musical People, How Black Music Moves the Black Experience. Uh, for my undergrad thesis. And it really, that was the whole point was that for black people, our music doesn't just exist like as like a art form. Right. It is directly related to us as a people and what we're doing. And it kind of is a give and take back and forth. I know that's right. <laughs> Mom 50 is a hip hop. Hey, hey y'all. <laughs> Uh, it's Friday. We're about to get out of here soon, but we're still here for a little bit longer. So make sure to keep it locked and hit us up. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. If you're going to be in Montgomery, Alabama this weekend, come and check me out. Cause I'm going to be in Montgomery, Alabama at the Alabama Forward Festival. It's a music, art and food festival being put on by Democracy Now or Never. And uh, we're going to be celebrating the intersection of activism and black culture at the Riverfront Park and Riverwalk Amphitheater in Montgomery, Alabama. All right. So hopefully I will see y'all out there tomorrow. Let's keep it locked. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. We have to head on out of here. Hope you had a good week. Solid week. It wasn't a... Crazy, crazy week. I mean, I just feel like any week where we don't have like a mass shooting that is the typical mass shooting feels like, oh, yay, we got through right, it. Right, right, right. Even uh, though I'm sure there's something that wasn't reported somewhere that slipped through the cracks. Well, next week, a bunch of white women are descending upon Colorado as a part of the Here for the Kids uh, movement. Oh, right, and yeah. they are working to try and get the Colorado governor, Jared Poles, to institute a gun buyback program as well as ban assault rifles and uh, extended magazines, etc. So shout out to the organizers for that event who have been putting it together. And hopefully, you know, we will see because it really is going to take not just 
it's gonna take the people who benefit from the privilege to actually challenge it right? right and I think a lot of folks didn't realize that gun violence was gonna hit so close to home until it started to be a part of a regular situation with Every these kids life. in the schools and with us at malls and movie theaters Bang. and you know everything parades we got July 4th coming up any date soon and last July 4th there was a whole uh, active shooter in Chicago at a parade or outside of Chicago at a parade. So, you know, it, it's it's not just some random thing that's happening. Right. And we should be doing everything we can to stop it. Uh, but before we get out of here, just want to wish y'all a safe weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. Yeah. Have a weekend full of black joy. A weekend full of black joy. I'll actually be in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, taking part in the Alabama Ford Festival with music, art, and food. It's going to be put on by the Democracy Now or Never organization. And it's a celebration of the intersection of activism and black culture. It's going down Saturday at the uh, Riverfront Park and Riverwalk Amphitheater in Montgomery, Alabama. So I'll see y'all out there. All right, everybody, remember we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe. The Amanda Seal Show.